Hi, I'm your host, Kelly Joe, and this is the Nourished Motherhood Podcast, a show dedicated to bringing together the voices of motherhood and helping women connect with others and themselves through the power of sharing honest, vulnerable stories. Because every woman deserves to have a place where her voice is heard. We believe that supporting mothers is one of the healthiest things we can do for our society. There's a balance of beauty and grit to be found in every woman's story. And we're so honored you're here to listen, connect, and grow with us. Let's dive in. Today is a really special episode for me and very personal. I am gathered today with my husband, Caleb, and our incredible midwife, Mary Yanagawa from Valor Midwifery Services to talk about our birth story, the story of bringing our son Ari into the world and what that looked like. And, you know, it couldn't have been an experience more different than giving birth to my daughter. And it just was a great reminder that it's so important to go into birth with like positive outlook and believing everything is going to go as you envision it. But knowing at the same time, it's important to be yielded or surrendered to how things unfold that might be different than your ideal plan. And that is exactly what happened with us. And at every step of the road, needed to surrender my own expectations for what my reality was in the present. And so it's um, truly, you know, a story that's funny, thanks to my husband and incredibly beautiful and also full of hard moments. Um, But even though it was hard, doesn't mean that it wasn't incredibly empowering. So I'm really excited to be joined by two of my favorite people, and Mary is an incredible midwife. I can't imagine a better um, healthcare provider on my team walking with me through my pregnancy, through the birth process, even through our postpartum recovery, and you know, she's not only been an important member of our team in Village, but has also become a really great friend. So I'm excited for this conversation. There's funny moments. There's serious moments. And so it's a, it's a really special one today. So let's dive in. Hey guys, I am so excited for today's episode. We are sharing Ari's birth story. He is about eight weeks as we are recording this. And so it's not just me. I actually have my husband, Caleb here. Say hello. Hello. And our wonderful midwife, Mary Yanagawa. Hello. And I just thought for, you know, I could have shared this story, but it was such an experience and such an interesting and intense birth, but so beautiful that I wanted a fuller picture of what happened. There's moments I don't remember. There's m- so much comedy in it at, because of my husband, actually. He's like <laughs> our comic relief. Make a fool of himself. And, you know, Mary had to pull out all of her skills for this one, and she just shined. And I can't imagine doing it without her. So I can't imagine sharing her story without her by her side. So I'm just so thrilled today. And um, we also have Ari here. So he is currently asleep, but you might hear him throughout this as well. So all of this, it's unscripted. This is just off the cuff. We're all together. We're all sipping tea. Actually, we have the best tea quotes. Let's read them, guys. Go for it, babe. You read yours first. All right. Mine is bring me the sunset in a cup. By Emily Dickinson. And what's yours, Mary? Mine says, how strange that nature does not knock, and yet it does not intrude. And mine is, beauty is not caused, it is. 
So I hope for this episode that in this story, you can just grab a cup of tea and drink your tea alongside of us and enjoy. So let's start, let's back up. So I, you know, with our daughter, we had a beautiful, what Miss Mary says is a butter birth when we describe it. And it was, you know, it was relatively fast for our first, um, for our first child. Like I think start to finish, we were five or six hours, but it was just smooth. We had her at a birth center. Um, and we're not going to go really into that, but it was just like this really dreamy experience. Like I had nothing really negative to say about it. I wouldn't even describe it as hard. It was empowering Mm -hmm. and just really beautiful. And so, um, yeah. So I was expecting this time around, we were going to go the birth center route, same midwife. Um, and then about, was it what, halfway through our pregnancy or so? I think it was, you were about 12 or 14 weeks. Okay. So not even that far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we got news that our former midwife we love was transitioning out of the birth space. And so Mary was taking on all of her clients And so we met with Mary and we didn't really know what was happening at first, but then we're like, oh, so Mary's going to be our midwife. And it also means we need to have a home birth because the birth center was closing down. So that was just like kind of a shock. And so I paused. I was like, I just need to think about this. Right. I took what? A couple. I think you took a few weeks and I was kind of sitting back waiting to see what you would decide and giving you space to think about it and pray about it. Um, trying not to, you know, push myself on you or make you sway, sway your decision at all. Um, because everybody should be able to choose who their provider is and a midwife, especially it needs to be someone that you are connecting with. Yes. So I won't be everyone's midwife and everyone should be able to find their perfect midwife. And yeah, so I was definitely, thinking maybe I wasn't right for you and that's okay. And I talked to um, your former midwife about it and she was kind of in the same space where she was just thinking, you know, we'll see what Kelly decides to do and go from there. Yeah. And I really had wanted a home birth with Ruby, actually our daughter. And but we lived 45 minutes away from the hospital, really dangerous highway. She was almost born in a blizzard. I mean, she was born in a blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so could have been born in the car. So, I mean, we had decided, I think for us, babe, your mom had a really traumatic birth with you. She did. So yes. it was kind of like a compromise of like, okay, we're not going to do hospital, but we're not going to do a home birth. So we'll do a birth center. And so, and it was such a great experience. So that's it what was. we were going to do again, because it was just so great. And I think like what Mary said was... I just, I wanted to be, I wanted to make sure this decision wasn't being made for me. And I just birth and healthcare in general, I think, especially for women can be so disempowering at times and feel like decisions are being made for you. Um, And I just really wanted to make sure that this was a decision that I was making. I was comfortable with also because if it didn't go how I hoped it would be, I didn't want to be resentful being like, well, this Mm -hmm. was you know, I didn't really even want this, da, da, da. And I just didn't want any of that. So I took some time and then I was like, you know what? We had a really long conversation and I was like, this is it. And it's been the biggest blessing. Mary has also become a really good friend. And I just, yeah, I can't imagine bringing Ari into this world without her by her side. So it's, it was just really a God thing, I think. And, but I would say home birth kind of chose us this route 
mm-hmm. um, more than anything. So anything you want to say, honey? Yeah, it was, it was really, it was a little maybe scary at first to think about having a home birth. Not that much because we had had a, a birth center, which is essentially kind of the same thing in a way. But I think it was intriguing the thought about being able to be in your own space, walk to your own bed after your kiddo mm-hmm. is born, everybody come to you. Um, I think I was really intrigued by it. And looking back, uh, it wasn't necessarily an easy birth, which we'll, we'll get into, um, but it was really a beautiful experience. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm super grateful for it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Anything else you would say, Mary? I'm curious. Would you change a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like I had to hold space for a lot of different feelings. I feel and like a lot there of was a realities. lot of acceptance yes. that happened. A lot of acceptance. For your birth. Which we will get to. So, yeah. yeah so let's speed up to I... So I know this, I, you know, I work with a lot of mamas and, you know, in different ways in the health space and it's very common knowledge. Most women don't give birth on their due date. Like mm-hmm. what? 4% of women do. Yeah. And unless it's planned, like it doesn't usually just occur on the due date. Right. right. And, and this is something, you know, especially with our daughter, we went to 41 one, um, and I was so over ready to have her <laughs> and it was a mind, kind of a mind game with her, but I, you know, our due date just happened to be my dad's one year memorial from past when he passed. And so I just was like, well, that's kind of crazy that our child, like we have the same due date. And so I really was like, I want our baby on that day. (laughs) And so in the few weeks leading up to, you know, our, our, our due date, I didn't want to do all the things I did to prepare with Ruby just because I was like, well, I don't want to induce labor early. Mm-hmm. And, but then, you know, we were really getting close to the day. And then I was like, well, I don't want to not do things. Like it was just this weird mind space I was in. I would say, I wouldn't say I was completely anxious, but there was definitely a level of mm-hmm. anxiety. Mary mm-hmm. would probably disagree. She'll keep me honest. (laughs) (laughs) And so the day, I think it was September 6th, the day before his due date. um, And I went into, quote, well, I was having contractions and they were very consistent for a while, probably for like a, what, three or four hour period of time. Yeah, this is on Monday, right? On Monday. Yeah. So he was born on a Thursday. So starting Monday, I feel like it was the marathon birth week, guys. It was was a week. It was like a week long birth, which I think is just really, I think we have this idea that you just go into labor, but like early labor can last quite a long time Mm because technically you're in early labor until you're six centimeters dilated, right? Yeah. And for you, I think what you were experiencing was prodromal labor and prodromal labor as a person that's had a baby before can last for a really long time. You can even start to dilate in the face and do all the things that it, that you would expect to be like the day of labor, but it happens days before and it really messes with your brain because you think that you're in labor all that time, but you know, you weren't really. Yeah. And you were like, you're an hour away or so. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, that kind of adds in an element mm-hmm. of, you know, I thought we were just going to, you know, he was going to come way quicker than our daughter, right? Because she was so fast, so I think easy. we built the birth pool a little bit on Monday, just slightly. <laughs> we like, completely Well, did. no, well, so what happened... You got to share the whole story. I got to share the whole story. Yeah. You know, we're kind of odd in our household, so I'm, like, the first to admit, like, I'm a bit weird. Um, and I <laughs> also, like, odd. love health stuff, so I'm not afraid to, like, 
get in there, learn, be hands-on, what would make other people feel really uncomfortable. I'm like, it's a science project. And sometimes it's my own body that's mm -hmm. a science project. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not pregnant every day. So um, I think we were doing, uh, what's the purple line thing? Oh, mm -hmm. so Monday... Can you explain the purple line thing that happened? Were you looking for the purple line on Monday or was that Thursday? No, that was Monday. We started on Sunday actually looking at the purple line. I know. <laughs> well, that's where it all like, got off track. That's <laughs> where everything got off track. So, so the purple line, and you can Google it if you want to. You will see lots of pictures of butt cracks. If you look at, if you Google purple line in labor, uh, the purple line is essentially just a discoloration of a mom's butt crack. Yeah. Can I say butt crack? You of can, course. of course. Yeah. I say it a lot. <laughs> and um, it turns, so for a Caucasian woman, it turns her white or pink skin purplish or bluish. And for women with other skin tones, then it turns it kind of a pale, pale pink. Anyway, so with the purple line, it's as the baby is coming down into the pelvis and um, applying pressure to all those tissues and kind of restricting the blood flow, it gives like an indication of how far along you are. The higher up the purple line goes, farther along you are. Yeah, and so again, guys, I really wanted our son to be born on his due date. So I think we start. we were like, what are any indications that like I am dilating and like things are moving closer to birth, right? Mm -hmm. And so we started looking at the purple line on Sunday. I don't think I knew this. Oh, I don't think <laughs> things come out. This is so funny. So you were looking for the purple line here? Yes. yes. If, you had, if you had come into our house, oh, you would have seen me probably with word. a flashlight. And no. probably up close to her butt cracks. And I think it's a little longer, baby. I think oh it's a little longer. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you know what? Get a Sharpie we're, out. We're not the first people to do that, by the way. So, you know, but maybe not everyone wants to admit it. That is too funny. I know. I don't think you told me that. That was not in the, in the uh, updates that I was receiving. <laughs> so... Oh then what we did, what did we do? So that was like, well, maybe like, you know, there was some purple line. And so I think we're like, <laughs> maybe we're like three centimeters, two centimeters dilated. I don't know. We were self-diagnosing guys. This is why it's always important to be in contact with your healthcare <laughs> provider. Always. Do not which, take this into your own hands. Yeah. <laughs> which Mary, we like, that's one of the beauties of working with a midwife. I feel is like you get this really beautiful relationship. You can text, you can have like quicker, easier access, just even to soothe your fears. Mm -hmm. Or if anything comes up, you're like, Hey, it's probably normal, but what do you think about this? Is yeah. it? And so that's one of the reasons yeah. I can't more recommend like having a midwife just because it's this, the support and the care is just awesome. Um, and so I think that's when we did our first self check. Okay. Caleb became the birth assistant. Oh man, I felt so official. So I had my own like blue latex gloves and I'm like, all right, how many, how many men seriously 
like know how to i obviously did not know how to or are willing to even <laughs> see how dilated so i felt like kind of like a badass like prego hubby in that so moment. yeah so he kind of like attempted to like check my me and see if i was like dilated which, at all which, which at f- the first time i actually you did it i right. did it correctly i actually you know got the fingers up in there and like i you know i felt like it felt like an upper lip you know like oh wow okay there's there's a rim there's, there's a rim yeah. yeah and so and then i Different felt tissues. something i i felt something hard yeah. with the tip of my finger yep. and then all of a sudden Kelly jumped because Ari jumped and then later when we were updating Mary Mary's like uh yeah you felt your son's head uh-huh. <laughs> you felt a skull there's not many hard things right. inside the vagina and I had I, I never would have connected those dots nothing like, to really run into yes. until you get to the baby's head <laughs> until you get the baby's until, head huh? so we communicate this to you right we texted you and you're like oh my gosh I'm gonna come in to town and check you yeah no it was that was yes that was monday because you were she, having some contractions I, yes babe because mm-hmm. she came and i, I was she was eight no that I, was later was eight? no i did check you because okay. i confirmed that you were right oh. she two to three centimeters. okay mm-hmm. so boom all right so yeah uh, you were very I'm confident feeling, i'm feeling very good after this you were very I can, confident so yeah mary comes she checks me this must have been sunday this was, this was actually, Sunday. this was Sunday. Yeah. You come, you check me. I'm yeah. three centimeters dilated. Yeah. Great. We're like on track. I'm like, we're, we're moving, we're moving closer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're two days away from the due date. Let's start speeding things up. So the next day I have these like weird contraction-y thingies. Mm-hmm. You used a fancy word. Prodromal labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is hard to say. Um, And then we... Uh, I know it was like every two minutes I was having very consistent contractions and they were lasting about a minute. And so, um, we're like, Hey, we think you should come in and I'm going to have Caleb do a check again and mm-hmm. we'll just see. And we were all confident because of yes. his proven capability. That's right. Yes. I did it once. That means I'm, I'm sure to get a good result the next time. Right. And I hear I'm all confident. Okay. I got this. Like yeah. it's in the bag. I know what I'm doing. Totally. So, okay. So we go to check you again. One, one, teach one. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. the thing. <laughs> he was ready. He was so ready. So ready to open I, a midwifery school. <laughs> <laughs> I go to to check you again, and this time, I I felt like more pressure in there, but I, I was not in the cervix like I thought I was. No. But I'm like, babe. I can get like two, three, I can get like four fingers in here. <laughs> and this is, this is, this is a lot, right? Guys, don't try this at home. Don't and try this at home. Kelly took a picture. <laughs> <laughs> of me, I'll, we'll put this photo in the show notes, won't we? Yes. So, there's a photo of me like holding up like four fingers to Mary, like, all right, Mary, this is what I could feel. He looks so confident. So confident. Official. So confident. So, so Mary, official. And Mary's like, Oh my gosh, if that's true, I'm like eight <laughs> centimeters dilated. Yeah, you can't fit a whole hand in a right. cervix. Yeah. I wasn't even like... a cervix, I was just in the vagina. <laughs> She's like, oh no. So you come, your birth assistant, who is also like a doula, mm-hmm. Karen comes mm-hmm. and. Like an hour and a half away, right? So yeah, you guys come and labor stalls. Yeah. Well, not just that. We are we're setting up the birth pool. Yeah. We are getting excited. everything ready. Ready for we're baby. So excited. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and here's all right. And this you is... were pretty chipper. Oh, and you called your birth photographer too. She was here. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you were pretty chipper and you know, the contractions were coming, but they were still easy. Yes. yes. However, with my daughter, 
I was still laughing, uh-huh. you know, in like that kind of those in early those stages. And yeah. so, you know, I was only in this like really intensity for a very short time with our daughter. So mm-hmm. I was like, we got this. We are like, mm-hmm. we're on our way. And so um, you come and you check me. Mm-hmm. And I'm what, like three centimeters? I was, yeah, you were still about the same as the time before. And I must have turned beet red with embarrassment. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. I he just was had ready our, to feel oh validated. Gosh. I just had our midwife and our birth assistant come all the way up from the valley. We just filled the birth pool. I was horrified. Oh, and Caleb had sh- like texted <laughs> oh my 80 gosh. people this is the worst part. that I was in labor. Yes, I texted all these people like, all right, guys, I think things are ramping our up. Family, friends, asking to pray. Which, just- which for all of you, you know, uh, partners out there, husbands, like don't start updating a bunch of people <laughs> until she's actually truly until you see the head. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Then tell everybody <laughs> then tell the baby's everybody. on the way. Because <laughs> for the next like three or four days, I had to basically clean up my mess. I was like, well, things slowed down. Yeah, because our baby and... wasn't born. That was Monday. Yes. Baby wasn't even born till like Thursday, Thursday evening. Yeah. 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 Evening. <laughs> so yeah, that <laughs> and, was and maybe, mortifying. Maybe back to up be the honest. first. Maybe the first lesson is me don't try and check your wife's cervix seeing how dilated she is i mean as long as your wife doesn't mind it doesn't really hurt any except maybe some false information that's right we did have some friends i think you talked to some of your dude friends and they're like dude i wish i could have done that with my wife (laughs) like you're getting all up in there like they seemed like really interested this is not classified as foreplay like one of the first comedic like comedic reliefs right like, yeah that was pretty funny mm-hmm. that was really funny and really embarrassing but it was really funny yeah you took it well yeah so okay so then tuesday comes our due date comes and like i was just like had to do some major soul heart work prayer mm-hmm. i was so discouraged because again i really wanted that baby i wanted mm-hmm. ari to come out on the 7th like i felt like that was our day mm-hmm. and the 7th came and went and I didn't have a baby. <laughs> and so I just really had to surrender. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really what you have to do is surrender. You know, for for me, I believe in God. And I just had to, like, put it back in his hands and just trust that baby was going to come when baby needed to come, which is so easy to say. But yeah. then when you're so ready to, A, you're so uncomfortable, you're so ready to be done, right? Like, sleeping's horrible. <laughs> and emotionally, you just want that that child. And for me, it was, like, even more than that. And so um, I spent most of Tuesday just resting and just processing and journaling and praying. Because your contractions had gone away. They just disappeared. Yep. Yeah. That's prodromal labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And usually, if we want to get a little bit technical about it, Usually it's a baby position problem and the uterus is really smart and the uterus is trying to fix baby's position. And the way it does that is by contracting and squeezing and helping the baby turn. Yeah. So once that's fixed, if labor is not actually ready to happen, it will will go away. It's just amazing with how, what our bodies do, like Mm -hmm. how they're designed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's so cool through this whole birth process and even bringing birth back home is it's not a medical event. Like it can turn into one. Absolutely. Um, but that this is so natural, like we're made for this and our bodies know what to do. Our babies, you know, are part of that and have this innate wisdom as well. And so, um, 
Yeah, I just think that's a really cool mm -hmm. aspect of it, even though it was really frustrating. Very frustrating, <laughs> yes. So sure. Wednesday morning, right? So due date's come and gone. We're on Wednesday, and that morning, going about, like, morning is normal, no contractions. I but think I, you were on a walk when you texted me that you were feeling some leaking. Is that yes. Right? We were doing stairs. Not stairs yet. Walking. Okay. But I think walking I was maybe... Ruby walking but i had like soaked through like three panties i think by noon mm -hmm. and i was like you know it might be vaginal fluid but it also might just be leaking so i reached sure. out to you um and then you said to just keep up the walking so of course i'm like i'm gonna go do stairs because mm -hmm. we're gonna get this baby out mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're doing stairs to try to like see if there's any contractions Two hours later, still some contractions yeah. started picking up. You were describing some, but they weren't strong or regular yet. Yeah. And you said that Kelly is probably one of the worst <laughs> clients you've ever encountered for counting her contractions. Oh, yeah. Both of you are. You're both <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I, yeah. Because you're very like, I don't know. Every once in a while. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So even with the contraction app, I'm like, well... Is this okay? We forgot to push the button. <laughs> well, and Kelly has a really high pain tolerance too, and so I think sometimes you even second guess: is this actually a contraction yeah. or not? And especially after Monday, I was like, I am you not. Second guessing. I was everything. second guessing yes. uh -huh, everything. Yes. And so yeah, so then you came in to town that mm -hmm. evening. It was evening, yeah. And you checked me, so Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Confirmed that it was and, fluid leaking. Yeah, but yes. only the first. Yeah, so do we want to talk about that now? Sure. I mean, at least for Wednesday night. Yeah. So amniotic, the amniotic sac is comprised of a couple different layers, the amnion and the chorion. And when one layer breaks, usually the outer layer um Sometimes it's more of a subtle leak or a, they call it a high leak and you don't leak a lot, but it's noticeable for mm -hmm. most people. Um, and it is considered officially ruptured membranes, but then there's what's called the forebag is the inner layer is still intact. So baby is still kind of sitting on that cushion, Yep. which doesn't necessarily help your labor progress very well. No. So... Yes. So you went ahead and... Yes, I attempted to break your bag the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. Which you said was actually a really thick sack, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is a sign of good nutrition. Good nutrition, yeah. I'm going to take a win for that yeah. one. Yeah. Pat yourself on nutrition the back. Nutrition matters, yeah. guys. Good nutrition, good supplements. Yep. <laughs> Taking good care of yourself in pregnancy, we notice it. Yeah. Um, which is fascinating. We'll talk about that too with like the placenta in a little mm -hmm. bit. And so, yeah, so we did that hoping and expecting uh, like labor would kickstart because mm -hmm. once you're once you once your water breaks you're kind of on a timeline yes. whether you're in the hospital or at the birth center or planning a home birth we can't just have your water leaking for days and weeks and forever right so we have to expect that baby is on their way and if they're not we try to encourage it along mm -hmm. um for most people it happens because the the water bag is no longer there kind of providing that cushion um, and protecting the cervix from the hard little head. And also the hormones that are in the amniotic fluid get mm -hmm. your labor going really well. So usually that does happen as long as baby's in a good position. Yeah. So we were hoping that was the case. Yeah. 
And Your contractions were, if I remember right, that evening still pretty spaced and not very strong. So yeah. we didn't want, Karen and I, my assistant, we didn't want to leave, but we needed to give you space to rest. Yeah. And I was like, I was doing stairs. I was walking in there. I was yeah. really, I was even doing kukuwa, guys. I love African dance oh, yeah. and kukuwa is the best. I'm like trying to get mm-hmm. things started. Nothing. And by midnight I came in and I was like, can I? I think I need to sleep. Need like, sleep. I'm going to yeah. wear myself out. So we tucked you into bed. Yeah. And in the most awkward position. I've, yeah. It was not, it was very painful. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah. What and was then, this position? It was almost like I was on my side. Yep. But then you basically rolled me on my belly with yes, my. With pillows. With pillows on the top. Mm-hmm. Yep. Leg was as high as I could get it hiked up. Yeah. So it's called exaggerated Sims. And it's something that people can do at home or at the birth center or at the hospital. And what we're trying to do is give baby lots of room and also really encourage baby to not be in the posterior position. So we want babies, a heavy part of baby, the back of the head and the, and the back to be towards your front, towards your belly button. And because of gravity... And the, that makes for an easier. Mm-hmm. So we do, that's why we do hands and knees. That's why we do spinning baby stuff. But you can't really like sleep in hands and knees position. <laughs> so this is our version of this is how you rest while trying to encourage the baby to be in a good position. Yeah. Exaggerated Sims. And so everyone just rested then. And I, I definitely had some like strong contractions through the night that were, it was just not a, fun position to be in Mm -hmm. um but then you know by 5 a.m i'm like labor is not starting Mm -hmm. i think did i come out five six you came out i was on the couch you were i was awake yeah i don't know why i was awake but i was awake i was glad you were awake though and i think you were a little bit needing reassurance yeah because i remember you being a little weepy yeah probably um (laughs) and you wanted to listen to baby Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted oh, to listen right. to baby. That was the other thing I think too that we haven't talked about is I think as the closer I got to Ari's birth, the like more it brought up feelings from having like miscarried in our second pregnancy, and like I was more aware of the baby we That's didn't right. have. That's right. And and I think too, I just I just was kind of ner- I like I wanted to make sure baby was okay the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it felt like we really had to contend for him in general. It was just like a harder birth, took longer. And and so I just needed a lot of reassurance. I think the whole time that he was strong, he was doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just, I didn't want to lose him. And I think mm-hmm. after losing our, our son in that second pregnancy, I just, yeah, I needed that extra emotional support. Yes. My whole pregnancy, really. But like, especially through labor. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I forgot we listened to baby. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, because this was like kind of a hard birth, right? You you would say this is probably one of the weirdest, a little bit abnormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not your not your typical textbook, Expect- especially when you're you're expecting an easy birth, right? Yeah, I mean, with your history, you're kind of. I was kind of expecting that it would just be a normal, like, okay, show up, we'll have a baby, tuck you into bed, yeah. Have a nice day. And I do like a lot of the things to prep, eat well, you like, do all, all of these things, things, all the things, right? Uh-huh. So Which is probably a good a pause right there. Even if you do all the things, yes. you still need to let go of those expectations. And yes. ultimately, yes. it is a natural process, but a process you're out of control with. Well, and there's so much 
other than the physical that goes into birthing a baby yes. and emotional stuff yes. is big. It seems like the though. head and heart piece is just as big, mm-hmm. you know, as mm-hmm. some of the natural mechanics of the body. It's amazing. Absolutely. And I, I've heard, remember with Ruby, we were really, we were learning about, wow, just your comfort level of who's in that room with you as a provider yeah. and a team and who's even on looking or participating. Mm-hmm. So we were re- that was a big deal for us was, you know, what was the relationship like with our birth photographer? Who's amazing by the way. And we'll talk about, we'll give her. Well, yeah, of- I think we should pause. pause. Sorry. I'm going to just interject is so we had read one of Ina May's books and she said, every person you have in the room adds an extra hour to your labor, mm-hmm. which in general, you've seen that in a lot of cases, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with Ruby, it was only our, our two midwives and then Caleb and myself. This time we had, so it was at home, we had Caleb, myself, Mary, mm-hmm. your assistant, Karen, Karen mm-hmm. who's amazing. We'll talk about her soon, too, because she was just great um, and very needed. And and then Sarah, who mm-hmm. from Blueberry Hill Photography, and uh, she just was I don't even know she was here most of the time, which is the science of a really good photographer. Really good photographer. Yeah. Um, it didn't add to the stress. And nope. we had like connected beforehand to just really make sure there was that like good connection because it does. It matters who's there. Yeah. Um, and our daughter, originally we were going to have her present, but because it was so long and mm-hmm. stressful, I just mm-hmm. was like, didn't want her present. So your mom came and got her. Yes. And... And then she came back right after Ari was born. Yeah. But, so she wasn't here. So, okay. So then you can go back to talking about comfort level, the mind. Yeah. And I'd say, I mean, her. Mary's the one that really can speak to this, but I would say, you know, who you have in the room and on your team is makes all the difference, I would say. And I would just say, be ready for things to come up, you know, in this process. I remember with, I remember with uh, Ruby, you know, Kelly had to process through her adoption right with with ruby and and this time with ari's birth we really had to process through uh the miscarriage right the pregnancy Mm -hmm. loss prior so it seemed like it seemed like the physical event of birth it almost like it it's almost like a portal i feel like into what's going on in your in your heart level and i think it feels like it's brought things to the surface that i wasn't expecting as as a spouse or partner Yeah, it's an invitation to heal, too, I Mm -hmm. think, which is really good to make peace with certain things, put closure Mm -hmm. on certain things, and then move into Mm -hmm. the now and the present. I always say childbirth and the process of bringing a baby into the world, you will never be more vulnerable, and you will also never be more strong than in those moments and hours. And you'll never doubt yourself more than those times. Like they're all the the biggest feelings that you can feel right there in that package. Yes. I really identify with that, especially this birth. Mm -hmm. I feel like I really experienced those things and was very vulnerable. Yeah. And you can't be vulnerable around a bunch of people. No, it's hard. Yeah. And so naturally, right? Like you're going to tense up, you're going to close up, right? Mm -hmm. It can add on to that 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 birth to the length anyways so 
I'm a little weepy, right? Mm -hmm. Thursday that morning. Thursday morning. You woke up and you weren't really having many contractions. Yeah, and I was just like defeated. Because again, we're on a clock too. Yep. yep. And so, you know, a lot of our family was like, oh my gosh, you're doing a home birth, like kind of nervous for us. Sure. But at the same time, they're like, don't you don't dare go to the hospital. Because mm -hmm. right now as we're recording this, we're 18 months into the COVID pandemic. And so... Yeah. We also didn't want to go to the hospital, but knowing with this clock ticking that right. that could be a reality. Right. So after I was weepy, we checked baby. He was a champ. He was a champ the whole time. Like, yeah. He was solid. Um, and then we started a labor party. Yep. Can you tell us what a labor party is, Mary? So typical labor party that you'll run into with um, a community-based midwife is, includes castor oil which some people call the midwife's brew and you do last resort guys. It's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different versions of it, but most typically you have like a protein source, um, peanut butter, almond butter. Mm -hmm. You have lemon verbena, um, different herbs and castor oil and juice and you blend it all up and mom drinks it quickly because you can't really sip on it. It's gross. You got, you got to shoot it like a shot and usually you take it with a chaser. Yeah. And then um, that starts the digestive and hormones and herbal remedies all kind of encourage your uterus to contract. That's the whole point of the midwife's brew is to bring on contractions. Um, and we also do breast pump. Yes. Different exercises and um, herbs while you're yeah. doing the breast pump. So all of that, like, whole is all part of a recipe to bake this one cake of labor. Yes. Right? And um, it helps to do it all at once. And I don't know why or who came up with it, but every midwife I've ever worked with, we all kind of have the same protocol. You do the brew. You do breast pump. 20 minutes or 30 minutes yep. and then walking, it's going this up whole the cycle stairs, circuit thing. Yep, and then do it again, do it again, do it again. And, um, you do it for two hours monitoring the baby while you're doing it. And that's always a big thing that I try to remind people. We are naturally inducing, but we are inducing things. Yeah. So we don't want to just flippantly take these at home by ourselves no. when we don't have someone no. there monitoring baby. Because um, sometimes babies don't like labor, sometimes they don't tolerate it, sometimes they don't like the herbs. So we are monitoring you, even though you're not having contractions, like you're yeah. in labor, we're monitoring you as much as if you were mm -hmm. in labor having contractions. Yeah, and so, and I think that's true with a home birth, you know, some people wonder about the safety of it. But, mm -hmm. I mean, essentially, you bring the whole birth center to us. I mean, we had all your tools, right? Mm -hmm. We oxygen. had oxygen, we had Pitocin, right? Baby for monitoring. Baby yep. monitoring. Yep. I mean, the whole deal. And so you're closely monitoring me and keeping tabs on both me and baby. So it's, yeah. if at any point, you know, right, my body or baby's communicating, we needed more support. Like, right. We would have been there, right? We had a whole plan. Yep. Yep. And that plan, I think, came, so we did this labor party, but it really... I don't, did it start? It didn't really. It didn't, it, it kind of gave some contractions, but it wasn't what we were yes. expecting to yeah. see. Yes. Yeah. So after that. Then mm -hmm. we had the conversation like, okay, you know, what is going on? 
that we can't see. Mm-hmm. Like, what does Ari need for healthy mommy, you know, a healthy baby, essentially, yeah. which is which is obviously the end result, the end goal. Yeah. And it's like, what kind of birth does he need? Here we want a home birth, but does he need to be born in a hospital? Sure. And that was a conversation yeah. we had. Like, okay, let's start talking about what our plans are for a transfer. If he was yeah. not engaging. If he did. Yeah, he was just, he seemed like he was not coming down into the pelvis very well, like he should have been. But then again, you weren't having super strong contractions, which yes. the contraction is what puts the baby down there. Um, yes. Yeah, so we had that conversation that nobody really wants to have. Yeah. Yes. And but it's important, but it's important to have. And we had a game plan. You know, yeah. we knew that the 24 hour mark was coming up. If yeah, we were only halfway at, yeah. through it at that point. Right. And we talked about what else can we do? What other tools do we have in the toolbox? Yep. We talked about your chiropractor. Yes. Caleb reached out to the chiropractor. Yes. She was phenomenal. She came like Dr. two hours Chelsea later. Oh my gosh, she's incredible. And she herself was, I don't know, she was in her late third trimester. Mm-hmm. And so she herself came pregnant. And, you know, on a moment's notice, she basically squeezes in before picking up the kids from school, came. Phenomenal. Yeah, came and gave us an adjustment, mm-hmm. you know, or you an adjustment at, <laughs> at our home. And uh, it was amazing to see our team rally in yeah. that moment. Yeah. yeah. I think if anything, even in my our postpartum journey, which this is a conversation for another day, but I've... We, village our village our team has been so important and like that's been we've had to have a lot of support yeah i know mary's looking at me (laughs) it's so great doing this live because i'm like oh i know where you're going Uh that's a conversation for another day are we gonna have another podcast for postpartum Uh, yeah actually we should come back for that one yes i would love to that'd be awesome part two Um, and so yeah, so Dr. Chelsea came, and before she came, though, you're like, oh, I'm yes. going to check you yes. and see what's mm-hmm. going on. So if I remember right, this was like 1.30 or 2, and she was going to be there any minute. Yes. And yeah. I hadn't checked your cervix in a long time because we try to stay out of the vagina and not risk infection, yeah. especially if your water's broken. So I checked you, and you were 6 centimeters. Woo! I was so excited. Because, you know, for having really puny contractions, six centimeters, that's a that's a uterus that's ready to go. That was a win. Right. And I could feel a bag of water, which oh, guys. I know was <laughs> so discouraging because you were probably thinking, you broke my water last night. But there was still a yeah, bag of water there. Ari holding. wasn't engaging, yeah. right? And yep. so we were so that, curious. In my brain, I like sent out all all the praises and i was like this is something i can do i can fix this so let's let's pause it for a second so people understand so basically you when you went to you know help break the sack the day before the night before you didn't get the entire sack is that yeah. what happened yes yeah and so basically he had and like you were a, only a little bit dilated so two to three centimeters dilated you can't feel yes. much so you're kind of just trying it was to a thick sack right mm-hmm. yeah trying trying to get whatever might be there but at six centimeters you can really feel a lot and i could feel there's definitely a sack there it's like a water balloon like holding holding him up Mm -hmm. so that was so what was so funny is before you went to check me i'm like do we need to put like the chucks pad down and And i was like no because i broke your window last night and then right. she went in. Even though it makes me seem like an incompetent midwife, <laughs> I don't have all. to repeat, repeatedly tell you, oh, apparently you grew a third bag of water. Let me just take care of that for you. 
Hey, it happens. It happens. Oh my gosh. I'm not too proud to say that I didn't do a very good vaginal exam on you the night before, apparently. <laughs> but that's like life. That was a turning point, though. It was a turning point, though. We were so, we were just jumping up and down. Well, maybe not you, but I was jumping down just so excited that, wow, we now know what's going on. Like, yes. we felt like, hey, we, we had answers. We had answers to mm-hmm. why is yeah. Ari not coming down. And, it, yeah. and, our concerns are, is the cord wrapped around his neck? Like, right. we have no idea. And right. to hear that, okay, he's yeah. got a, a, a cushion he can't get through. Yeah. That made a world of difference. So you yep. used your fancy... So it's called an amni hook. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a little stick or a crochet, crochet hook. hook. Yeah. Looks, and it has just a tiny little hook on the end of it. It's not sharp. It shouldn't be painful. No. Mom or baby shouldn't feel any discomfort other than fingers <laughs> in your vagina. Yes. That's un- uncomfortable. Yeah. Um... And we broke your water, and there it was. Huge gush. Big gush of fluid. Which, to be right? honest, like, you know, you see it in the movies. Uh-huh. And, like, I never, I, we didn't, we still don't know when Ruby's water broke. It probably was when I was in the, in tub, the tub with her. Yeah. So I just have no idea. So I was like, oh, I kind of want that gush. Yeah, you and felt the gush. It was, it was a gush, guys. It was like, <laughs> whoop, there's a pool of water in my yeah. bed. Yeah. So, um, but that's the other great thing. We're doing some of these like vaginal checks and exams, right? In my bed, like mm-hmm. you, from the comfort of your home. It just was so nice to be able to walk around, like go use our bathroom. Use your own bathroom. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys come in the bedroom. We and a bunch so, of snacks all for, the, for everybody in the kitchen, everything all teed up. Yeah. It was really lovely. Mm-hmm. And so that happened. And then within what? five, 10 minutes, Dr. Chelsea came mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she gave me an adjustment, which yep. was amazing. And then, I mean, that really kicks, I went into active labor. Oh yeah. Your contractions were good and strong Boom. and you were like not having fun anymore. And no, this there was no more, fun. no more fun, <laughs> no more mm-hmm. fun. So we're, I don't know where Caleb is. This is where like <laughs> about at this we should, point, should we, should we put a pause oh, and share about the garden hose in the tub? Guys, <laughs> okay, so a home birth, mm-hmm. it is so important. You know, it, everyone's different. I think every midwife's different what they supply if mm-hmm. you need to do the tub or if they bring the tub. You brought the tub to us. And so starting at 36 weeks, we had the oxygen here, we had the tube here, the tub here, we had. Did we have your bag too? Your, mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. so we were ready to go. Pretty much, you know. So the tub wasn't inflated, but it was. It was ready. To it inflate. was here, so yeah. we had all the supplies ready. Now there's some supplies that we have to provide. Yeah, and so one of those <laughs> is a brand new. Brand new guys, clean mm-hmm. garden hose. And there's a reason that the the list is intentionally very short of what the male, you know, the the spouse or partner's responsibilities are. You yes. know, well, and so yeah, so you know, the dudes don't always know how to support their partner, right? And We're so probably more often than not, somewhat clueless. Maybe maybe Mary can speak. To I, I would say clueless is a good descriptive word. <laughs> I intentionally don't give out many jobs for dads unless they really want. Yes. Lots of jobs, yes. but I'm very specific. Like your job is get a hose and have the attachment that fits your sink. Yes. And I'm not a plumber, and yeah. I am not going to be a plumber. And your sink is different from everybody else's sink. And yes. I will tell you that that for me took probably a good two weeks you know, <laughs> to find. Which is why dads don't get a lot of jobs. <laughs> I was trying to find adapters to my kitchen sink and I couldn't find that. So I went to Lowe's twice. I went to a local plumbing store. Finally, I'm at the plumbing store and the guy's like, hey, you know what you need? You need to hook up to your shower. Then you can get higher volume. I'm like, yes, yes, you have it. 
they gave me the wrong piece, so I went to Lowe's and finally got a different piece. Okay, but he got a hose. I got guys. a hose. A brand new, yeah. clean brand new hose. I saw it. Yeah, yes. I laid eyes on it, it during perfect, a pre-mail visit. It was perfect, beautiful. Mary, mm -hmm. like, Caleb's done it. He's so he proud finished of him. his task. This yes. is going to be 37 or something, yes. right? It's a yes. few weeks so before the birth. Pat on the back. And then... I don't know. A couple I, weeks later, like thirty nine weeks or so. Yeah, I will. You come into you come into the bathroom, and there's our old, <laughs> our old dirty garden hose with leaves in the tub, and it's hooked up to the shower. Uh -huh. And what would you say? You're I like, come in. He's in the office, and I come out of the bathroom I'm like, Bub, why is the hose from our like outside garden in the tub? He's like. Well, I was just getting it ready and testing it for your birth. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, and sometimes, that. sometimes he just likes to get a rise out of me. Yes, I'm like, are you yeah. kidding me right now? And I'm just staring at him. And, and I said, well, you know what? Our other hose was too short. And I realized we've got this really long hose. We already own it. It's in the backyard. Like, I just, I took it back. I returned the new one. And we, I've got our garden hose set up. It's going to be great. Guys, there's dirt and leaves and grass like cuttings in my tub. Like and this that's is a what you dirty hose. Like right. I'm really more concerned about what you can't see. What's inside like pathogens and germs. A two year old garden hose. So I, I was immediately sent back to Lowe's to go rebuy a longer garden hose. I said, Yes, yes, babe, I'm on it. All right, I'll be back. And I promise I'll clean up the tub when I get home. So that was, that's just, that's kind of a little context for, yeah. you know, so filling the tub was more of a bigger mm -hmm. process. A little bit. A little bit. And yeah, it was. So ultimately, it worked out just it worked fine. Out. It worked out and just fine. And we had a clean garden hose. We had hose. a perfectly yes. clean garden right. hose. Mm -hmm. So, but that's the, there's a bigger story behind, like, filling the tub wasn't just like, you know, go turn on some water. It was like, it was a, it was a thing. I would say when people are preparing for a home birth for the first time, the logistics of water birth with a big birth yes. pool is probably the most complicated thing. Okay. Because which doesn't sound that complicated. It's filling a, right. a pool. <laughs> but you have hot water heaters that go out. Yes. Or it's a huge tub compared to a normal bathtub. Okay. So if your hot water heater is used to filling up one little bathtub, yeah. this is probably three times the amount of water. We run out of hot water. We don't have the right hose. Right. We don't have the right attachment. Yes. Yeah. So check your fittings. All, All you so dudes, check your fittings listen beforehand. Listen to your midway. Don't try to go the cheap route. <laughs> Don't try and save 15 bucks and use your backyard hose for the no. home birth. And you the won't have a happy let you get in that tub. <laughs> if you have leaves and who knows what else floating around in your pool. Spiders. <laughs> so, this is, so this is going back to the day of the birth, Thursday. Okay, yeah. so. You, you basically said we can start filling the tub. We did. We started filling yeah, the tub because right. their contractions were definitely happening. Boom. We were we were Midday. having a baby soon. We were yes. having a baby. But he yeah. disappeared. So obviously his job was supposed to like fill the tub. But like yeah. emotionally, like, yes. you know, and I, I didn't have a doula with Ruby, even though I think they're so beneficial. And mm -hmm. like, I really advocate for having a doula. But Karen, your birth assistant, is also she a doula. She is also a doula, yes. Um, mm -hmm. And so Caleb just disappeared. Like he was not, I mean, you were very supportive, but you were I off. Was, like you were texting people. Because all those of people texting. I texted. Yes, yeah. <laughs> We're finally doing it for real this time. <laughs> That's right. And She's so, actually in labor. Yeah. So that oh. texting in hindsight, that texting really made me not very present. I was more present with our network of friends and family than I was with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you were like filling the tub. Mm -hmm. So thank God. Karen was here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because she was like the emotional support I mm -hmm. needed. And I remember, I don't know if 
I don't know if I talked to you about it or I just like initiated it, but I was getting your chart yeah. like up to date and I was preparing the space to have a baby. So I was busying myself with midwifey stuff. Yes. And noticed that Caleb was just a little bit distracted and you were really doing the hard work now. Yeah. So I grabbed Karen. I think she was in the kitchen at that yeah. time. And I said, go in there and like be present with yeah. um, Kelly. And she did. So and you guys had a few minutes together. We like did. 20, 30 minutes where you were just laboring. And all I remember was she was just like an angel. She was just encouraging, mm-hmm. comforting, soothing. Yeah. Um, and just knew, I mean, because she's a doula, knew what to do to, like, mm-hmm. comfort me. I wasn't ask, asking for anything, really. She was, like, offering me water and, yeah. you know, rubbing my back or saying encouraging words. And so I really needed that support. Yes. Right? Um, Connection to someone else outside of your brain. Yeah. yeah. And again, because it was a little bit more emotional mm-hmm. of a journey for me this time than it was with our daughter. And so... Um, I was just really thankful. So, in the meantime, I'm laboring. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in your bedroom. You're hey, in I, the bedroom. Can you share what I'm doing? Yes, so, that's just where so, I wanted to go. So yes. I'm so I'm filling the I'm filling the birth tub with our clean garden hose. But yeah. I, I also thought, you know what? I better um, put on some pans or pots of water just in case, <laughs> like we run out of hot water in a hot water heater. So I go over and I get our big pot going. And there must have been some old food debris underneath <laughs> our electric stove because I'm busying myself and I'm filling up the tub. All of a sudden, we just start, I start smoking out of our kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, Mary comes out and says, hey, who's burning down the house? <laughs> so I'm like opening up the window. Like, There's a fire. I'm in like, active labor. What is happening? <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, hubby's MIA smoking mm-hmm. up the house. So while you were opening the window, you oh. saw a friend. Oh, yeah, the upstairs yeah. neighbor. Outside. <laughs> yeah. We live in a duplex or fourplex. Yeah, and, and Mary's like, Caleb, get that, that tub filled. I'm like, hey, you know, guess what? We're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> next the next hour or two, we're having a baby. This is why I needed a doula because yes. Caleb was like, I was Caleb kinda, was a social butterfly. I was, I was, wasn't even, yeah. He wasn't really in. even freaking out about, like, you know, you normally the stereotypical dude in labor is, oh my gosh, you know, prepare the space and get the bag packed and all those things run around. Oh, he was like, eh, how's it going? <laughs> I was kind of the other extreme. Baby. Maybe I was yeah. too comfortable with the process. Or you might have, that might have been your coping mechanism coping. or whatever. Yeah. You were, you were yeah. like, I need to get out this yeah. excited energy. Yes. And yeah. I will say too that the context of who's like, I felt really comfortable like with Mary, you know, and I felt really good with our team uh-huh. too. Yes. That I never had any, you know, I, I had my peace the whole time. I never had any real, f- I mean, I had, we had moments like, okay, what's up with Ari? Why is he yeah. not coming down? And do right. we have yeah. to go to the hospital? But once but, I went into active labor. No, it was just like, all right. It's like, yep. yes, like we're doing this, you yeah. know, like here it comes. It was kind of that, that momentum that we felt. Mm-hmm. So birth pool is filling up. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get into it because I want that natural coping. The, yep. That's a good pain relief. measurement yep. or pain relieving measure, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you were going to check me one more time. Yes. Check. Yeah. Before you get in the tub, we wanted to make sure that we are making good progress and the tub isn't going to slow things down. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you actually, did you call him a stinker? Or no, a little, little, little I think, shit. I think you called. I, I feel really bad about that. 
It was so funny. In the I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but the way Mary says things, it's really, it, it was comic. Yeah, and like if you know Mary, it. like you just, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> am I allowed to say bad words oh, on your you podcast? Are. Yes. Okay. We might get an explicit rating, but that's so, okay, Mary. So during, um, during this last vaginal exam, oh, right? I didn't check you last... again afterwards. No. Um, he had moved down, so his head was even lower. Mm-hmm. And your cervix was like eight to nine centimeters. Cervix was almost gone. But then I felt his little fingers on the side of his head. And that's when I said out loud, you little shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had to tell you, like, while my fingers were inside of you. Okay, this is gonna hurt. Yeah. Because and what's the to... big deal with his hand being down? So his hand being down prevents his head from fully coming down. The head starts as a small part of the head. And that's mm-hmm. what we really feel first. And if his hand is there with the small part, the big part of the head, the crowning part of the head, isn't gonna fit. And so they call it a compound hand or compound whatever. In his yes. case, it was his hand, um, which means that his head is coming with. The hand, his hand is coming with his head, and we need to try to reduce the hand. That's what it's technically called. So the technique for that, it's very clinical, is you pinch their fingers. <laughs> and if you can imagine, a midwife is not like a husband. She, <laughs> she, she does cervical doing. exams with two fingers <laughs> in the cervix, and the rest of her fingers are folded back. Usually, we're not putting our whole entire hand oh inside gosh. the vagina. Um, is this getting too technical? No, this is great. Okay. I'm great. just reliving. <laughs> this is where I say our birth was slightly traumatic. <laughs> yes, I'm it's sorry. It's where the trauma came. I'm so sorry. Okay, so with my two fingers, my pointer finger and my middle finger, I'm pinching his little tiny fingers that I can feel next to his head. And um, then the, what the baby does is he'll pull his hand back because you know somebody is grabbing them so they'll pull their hand back and out of the way but it's probably i was probably doing it for a few minutes Uh (laughs) uh-huh you had to do it twice yeah he moved his hand oh that's right yeah so i it was on the left she's like manually dilating me like eight to nine centimeters because her fingers are there guys to hold my cervix open it's very uncomfortable and kelly is like gripping the bars of our bed just yelling and i think you yelled that was the first time you really vocalized your discomfort yes yes and at this point our daughter actually was still here and i was like grandma Grandma had just shown up and Mm -hmm. i was like oh my gosh am i traumatizing my mother-in-law potentially that's okay it was a really intense scream because yeah i'm holding like the bedpost like Uh up behind my head and you know i felt in my head we start we restarted watching dr quinn medicine woman which i (laughs) love from yeah i loved it as a kid and i still love it i mean we live in alaska pioneer spirit i love it but, you know, oftentimes you didn't have medication or if something right. happens in the... You can't just do surgery. You can't mm-hmm. just Easily, do it or yeah. get pain Which medication. You had no... Med- no. So, yeah. So, this is not happening. I have no pain medication. No. Mm-hmm. And so... This is all you. I thought I had a high tolerance for pain. I thought labor was not the most painful thing I've ever done because I've had an ovarian torsion, which was way worse, and dengue fever. Both of those were way worse until this. This is actually... Was this worse than your torsion? Yes. Wow. This okay. was worse mm-hmm. than my torsion. And so, like, I am just, like, I think I'm gripping Karen's hand with one hand, mm-hmm. and I was squeezing it, and then I was mm-hmm. gripping, like, the bar on our, like, mm-hmm. our bed bed frame. Yeah. And it didn't last long. Didn't so last long. So I pinched long. his hands on the left, 
and he moved him and then I moved my hand over so I'm like going across the top of his head yeah and I can feel it on the right side so I'm like oh boy okay here we go so I did it again on that side and then it was done it was done mm -hmm. he moved both hands out of the way but he and I was teasing you a little bit afterwards I don't know if you remember this but I was Oh, like yeah. talking about he had his praise hands. His little praise hands. Yes. He had his praise hands up above his head. Yes. So excited. Yes, which he still does. Even now. So mm -hmm. many things that baby does in utero, they uh -huh. do out. And yeah. that hand, he is handsy. His hands yeah, are like up his, high. Yeah. But even when and he was coming down the birth canal, which we'll get to in a sec, mm -hmm. he had his elbows were his up, elbows were up yeah. which would have made it for a harder... Yeah, pushing. Birth. It was, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, not fun. And so I, at Pretty that much point, the opposite of a butter birth. It was <laughs> the opposite, guys. I thought it was going to be so easy. And then, and at this point, that was such a hard moment. It was very painful. I cried. Yeah. And I just got really weepy yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And like for a good chunk of the rest of the birth, like mm -hmm. really struggled emotionally, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah, you um, internalized a lot. You started blocking people out. Like, yeah. I'm not having a conversation. I'm not talking about anything. I just yeah. want to get in the tub and have a baby. Yeah. And don't touch me. Don't touch me. Which that's, yeah. Is that a pretty common experience that women have? Yeah. But especially after, you know, that yeah. was very, that was a hard, that was really hard. Yeah. That was, that yeah. was brutal. Brutal. And so, I, yeah, it was very weepy and yeah. And, and just very. And. Can I interject? Of course. Something like that has nothing to do with your place of birth. That's a weird baby issue. Yeah. yeah. So stuff like that happens in the hospital too, where yes. they will see a weird presenting baby, a baby that has their head cocked off to the side or their hand is up or whatever. And they do the same thing, maybe with some pain medicine. Yes. But <laughs> they do the same thing to fix it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a really good point. Yeah. So, and it, it was just Ari, right? Just Ari, mm -hmm. just yep. kind of. Um, and so I get in the tub and I start, I think, was I in the tub for like an hour before yeah, he was born? Yeah, I think about an hour. We so, didn't really have to rewarm it or anything. Yeah. So from the time I went into active labor to when he was born was really only two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. So it was still relatively, really quick. Mm -hmm. um, I pushed a lot more or like it was a lot more to get to the pushing stage, I feel, than with Ruby. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. um, with Ruby, you just got in the tub. And then 10 minutes later, she was out, essentially. It's like, whoa, we have a baby. Yeah. It was, it was, so expectation-wise, you were really, you that was your previous experience, our previous experience that we were really yeah. kind of comparing things to, I would say. So I was really struggling as he was, like, descending, like, mm -hmm. and I wanted it to be faster. And then I was just, I was really struggling emotionally. Mm -hmm. And, like, do you feel like you were holding back a little bit, not pushing as much as you could have been? Maybe. I think I just was starting to feel like I can't do this, mm -hmm. which I think even at one point I said, like, I mm -hmm. can't do this did. Mm -hmm. and had to be reassured that I could do this. And so, um, yeah, I, that was new for me to like really struggle on that emotional, like mental front. And that's the vulnerability of it. Yes. yes. Where you think I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's too hard. Too you're, hard. You're normally so confident about your body and and you, you know so many things etc as and a i was confident yeah. about birthing babies after yes. ruby like really yes. confident and so this i feel like just kind of with what happened on the monday and then how long and mm -hmm. then like all of the you know challenges the yeah yeah i just was like losing that confidence yeah. and so 
Which yeah. is humbling. And I think that's good to talk about that, especially as a professional here, we have a whole, you know, course or supporting, you know, pregnancy, fertility, postpartum, yeah. you know, you support women in the space. I think that was a really hard thing to wrestle with, even postpartum. Mm-hmm. I feel like, wow, like, am I a fraud or totally. am I, how can, who am I to show up and support women in this area when I've had this experience? Right. Or that even, wasn't easy. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But in my opinion, that these are the stories that people need to hear. Yeah. Where you yeah. had expectations that you had to let go of. Yeah. Totally. Where you had to use all your tricks and you had to realize that you need to allow yeah. the process to happen, however it's playing out. Yeah. And there were so many moments like that, right? When we had to surrender, like, do we need to go to the hospital yeah. or do mm-hmm. we? There was a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said that's a good word to think about birth, I would say is the word surrender. Because like you really are like, how do you surrender and mm-hmm. like, just, just align yourself with the flow of what's happening. Almost like what's happening to and through you. It feels like there's a greater power moving through you through birth yeah. that either you can get in alignment with or not, you know, is what it feels like as a third party observer. And so, mm-hmm. and it felt like in those moments of surrender, that's when things kind of really helped. That's when yeah. stuff yes. started to move. So often, especially in the medical community, we, put all of the problems that happen in childbirth problems, quote unquote, um, on the woman failure to progress incompetent cervix, like all of those things, those di- no, di- mm-hmm, failure yeah. to progress. Like if she starts labor, but it fails. Okay. Right. So all of those, the terminology yes. is very much directed at even women. breastfeeding, right? Like yeah. It's the woman's problem. Right. Right. And we never, we so often, don't take into consideration that there's multiple things to consider. Baby's position, which you can't really control. You can yeah. do all the spinning babies in the world, but yes. if your baby has his hands up by his head, crazy hands, <laughs> you can't control yes. that. No. You can't like send him a memo that says, tuck your hands down. Yes. Your ba- you're going to be born soon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. So there is so much that, and as women, we tend to, internalize that and blame ourselves and say this it was my fault or I didn't take the right vitamins or I didn't eat enough organic food or all the things and there's so much outside of our control I think that's such a good point it's powerful yeah that was definitely the lessons one of the lessons I was learning this Mm -hmm. this time and that's a hard lesson to hear especially when you're supposed to feel like you're so empowered and in your power and you're so strong and doing all the things but it's really hard really hard. Yes. Yeah. It was a hard birth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, okay. So where are we? We're in the tub. In the tub. You are. I'm in the tub. Mm-hmm. Um, you were not invited in the tub. That's Kayla right. was not just, invited in the tub though. I was holding on to you and squeezing you, your hand. Yeah, you were, so I was mm-hmm. basically kneeling next to you. I was on the outside of the tub. Mm-hmm. We were both leaning up against the edge of it and you were just like gripping. I had my hands crossed and we basically were just gripping mm-hmm. it was really pain- like yeah and i feel like even that as he was descending because of how his elbows were it was just mm-hmm. like more painful mm-hmm. and so and it was like a struggle feel all of that mm-hmm. and he is bigger than ruby yeah he was like mm-hmm. a pound almost a pound bigger mm-hmm. so yeah and so then but one of my favorite moments in the tub was like i kind of got out of the zone but kind of like tuned into my surroundings more than just like what was happening and you know we had maverick city worship on which we love or maverick city music and 
Hugh, Mary, Karen, Caleb were all singing and like just giving God like gratitude and thanks. And that was just for me to be able to like have our child born in such a positive atmosphere with hope Yeah, was just, it was so relieving, but it was just like really uplifting for me. And I feel like gave me the, the oomph I needed to like finish. Yeah. And so it was really powerful. Yeah. And to see him come forth and, and again, the whole time, like his, like his little, I was nerve, had this underlying like nerve, like, is our child going to be okay? Just right. like, and so every step of the way, his like heart rate never mm-hmm. dropped. He was just steady Eddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm worrying for no reason. Well, it's a very common thing. Uh, pregnancy after loss is a whole nother mind game Yeah, yeah. because you do worry, even though you have all the reassurances of, yes, he sounds good. Everything is going well. Like and for what it's worth, it did progress. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we still worry. We still worry. We can't help it. Yeah, I almost like get teary just thinking about it. it. Yeah, it's very. It was very hard. And so, so then, did I ask you to like just see where he was at, or did I? I, I don't really. I flipped over, mm-hmm. and he was coming. Yeah. And so you did. You feel? Did I tell you to feel? I think you told me to feel probably. Uh-huh. And I think I don't remember checking you. And I, I wanted to push. I think I was like, I want to push. Mm-hmm. And so I started to push. And then looking back, Sarah talked about our photographer. Like I gave this really like, like a, a roar like kind of mm-hmm. just went into that place. Really. Um, yeah. Started pushing. You did. Yeah. It was this, it was a shift where there was, yeah, there was this, it was primal. Is That's the word I was, I was going yeah, for. Yeah, it was, a, it was like, a primal roar that came from something deeper. With, I don't, I've never heard that. And so it was really cool. It's like, that wasn't that, Ruby's birth experience. That, that wasn't that was Ruby's birth Ruby's birth, <laughs> Ruby's birth experience was we had Nora Jones going. We had uh-huh. our, like, our, our, you know, candles and stuff. And yeah. this was like, this was an actual roar, which is kind of, I mean, Ari, his name uh, in, in Hebrew means lion or lion of God. And yeah. so, and you would like just have like this big old roar you basically did. And it was, there was a couple of them. And it just was a really powerful, amazing experience to witness, you know, to be witness mm-hmm. to that, to mm-hmm. see the well, the shifts and the phases that you went through yeah. in his transition. That's really, yeah. It's interesting hearing, like, the other perspective of others who were in the room, right? Because I have my own, but to mm-hmm. hear. And then. And you had no control over your roar. No. It just comes out of yeah. you. Just comes out. Yeah. And so, you know, most of the time I'd probably like to keep that in. But yeah. in that instance, that was like yep. the thing to do. And That's what you needed. Yeah. That's what he needed. Yeah. And so then he started coming out and then you noticed cord, right? Mm-hmm. He had a cord around his neck. So we moved that up out of the way. It's called reduce the cord. So we just reduced his cord, slipped it up over his head, and then he was born. He was born, put him out. He had amazing nice pictures. She oh my gosh. got amazing pictures of as as he was coming out yeah Beautiful. we have a slideshow in the show we'll notes. put it in the show notes the slideshow yeah that she put together was just so beautiful so beautiful mm-hmm. yeah and again hardly knew she was there which was mm-hmm. just like how how did this happen like these are amazing yeah. and so what was the feeling like for you having contended having wrestled through the, the fears even the whole nine ten months leading up to his birth with mm-hmm. having lost our previous what was that can you even remember what it felt like to actually have him on your chest relief with relief just a wave of relief just utter relief yeah yeah and so like 
just relief. And he was fine. And like with Ruby, she needed like oxygen mm. and like I needed a shot of Pitocin. And so I think I was a little bit more apprehensive about even like the post birth mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. the, I guess the only complications we had with Ruby were post birth and they weren't even like, yeah, really she just needed serious. a little support, just yeah. a little mm-hmm. support. And I just needed a little support. And, and so I was just like really relieved yeah. and yeah. And then it was so cool. So then you then picked you him up. Picked him up. Yeah. Then was the placenta? Got out of the pool. Placenta was delivered. Oh yeah, in I the delivered pool. the pool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. placenta. Right? That came pretty quickly. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can take. But yeah, I mean, especially we have found this year we've had some placentas that don't want to come out. They were stubborn placentas. Interesting. Um. So yeah. I'm I'm a little apprehensive, not necessarily when getting the baby out, but it's like I'm a little trigger ready. Is the placenta gonna come? Yeah, okay. and is it gonna be normal? And like interesting, all that. yeah. Okay, so most your so, placenta did just fine. It came out, and <laughs> great. you know, so someone's holding the like the little bowl with the placenta in mm-hmm. it, and I'm like. Kind of have a towel, kind of a baby, get out of the tub. Yeah. Dry you off. Dry off, kind of shuffle to the shuffle bedroom. Shuffle to the bedroom. Yes. Yeah. He like latched on the way to the yes. bedroom. That's right. <laughs> it was really funny. He was like, oh, just chomped on. <laughs> he knew. He is a voracious eater to yeah. this day. Yeah. Um, I think we had, what, a four-week period where he was gaining almost a pound of wheat. Oh, he was just a, an incredible nurser. He's a, yeah. And so... Anyways, so the cool thing, home birth, you get to go into your bed. So I get into my bed and then all of the afterbirth, like all the vitals, all of those like exams that you do with baby, mm-hmm. checking the placenta, get to happen while I'm in bed. Yeah. That's amazing. Which is awesome. And baby never leaves you. Baby never no. leaves yeah. me. And yeah. so so we don't take the baby to any different part of the room. Baby's exam was done on your bed. And we even had that point we had my mom bring Ruby back. Yeah, so Ruby had left yes. while I was in active labor. So, but they came back when you were doing some of the the you know the post mm-hmm. checks and whatnot. And so Ruby got her own little gloves, mm-hmm. and which is really cool. She wanted it. it was like a science project. She actually got into it, which I know some yeah. people think is kind of strange, but like we just most normalized it. Totally, most families that have kids and then there's a baby born at home, the older kids will. Um, we in- inspect the placenta with so me cool. and because we have to evaluate it, make sure it's all there, make sure it looks normal and healthy, yeah. make sure there's three vessels in the cord, all the things. So we're doing a check on it all. And, um, that's one of my favorite parts about that postpartum period is going through it with the, with the little kids. Cause it does totally normalizes the birth process. Yeah. And really drives home. Like mommy had this great big organ that she grew so cool. with her baby and was, you know, here it is. Like, look at the evidence of this. Yeah. And I still have awesome. an opportunity to make a fool of myself. Oh, <laughs> that's right. There's another okay. coming deck. So, but moment. very cool. My, like my cord, was that one of the longest cords? It was seen? a very long cord. Did I measure the cord? Oh, I don't I remember was... if I measured it or there's just a picture of me holding it up and saying how long it is. It was a good long cord. It was really yeah. long. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it wasn't more wrapped around him. Uh-huh. Sometimes yes. babies will really get yes. tangled up. Yeah, it was long. And it was, long cords. And we didn't clamp it until it was all fully. I mean, Ruby actually helped clamp it, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she cut yeah. the cord, which was, was super after cool. After all, mm-hmm. the blood was pumped through, all yeah. that stuff, the, the delay. Delayed um, cord clamping. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So 
we had it like we had so i'm in bed if you can like picture this holding baby mm -hmm. having all those uh, lovely baby snuggles and there's like just a chair next to our bed and we had yeah. the placenta in a bowl sitting sitting on the chair, chair yes yeah. you were we, too close to the edge of the bed to put it there exactly on the bed and then ari mm -hmm. it, obviously the cord hadn't been cut yet so right. I, for some reason, I go to move the chair. You were doing some. There was a task. There you, was some you task. You had a purpose yes. for being over there. Yeah, I was maybe I was looking for something. Yeah. Was, and so, not even thinking. Maybe my mind is on my my newborn son. But I go and I just I move the chair. Right. I'm just, I'm moving the chair out of the way, completely forgetting the placenta is attached Jumped to it. the placenta all, on the floor. All of a sudden, <laughs> placenta goes right on the floor, right in the carpet. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness that cord was as long as it was, and he yanked. Oh yeah, didn't Ari. yank it off of the <laughs> pull the baby off of mom. Oh my god! So I just there were so many moments to make a fool of myself. And looking back, I think that's why we we laugh at how our birth was beautiful, hard, and also really funny. Yeah, you know? very funny. There was so many times we laughed throughout it, mainly because of you, Bob. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, so that was really cool. That after like just being in bed, mm -hmm. having all the checks there, doing like all his little baby vitals and. Um, and Ruby was in the mix at that point, which was just so cool. Yeah, and I was just moments. so relieved. And I think it was fun too, because everyone who was present was kind of reliving different aspects of it. Like Sarah shared some of her perspective and you and Karen, it was just, that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And then you stay for a couple hours and yep. make sure so we're good. In the state of Alaska, we have our rules that we work under and, um, we're required to stay at least three hours and you have to meet some guidelines so yeah. you have to pee um you have to eat baby yeah. has to nurse and we have to ensure that you're not bleeding too much and your vitals are stable both of you and that qualifies you as normal quote unquote yeah. and then we tuck you in bed and go and then you come back 24 hours later yep so all the 24 hour stuff that we would do the oxygen test and the uh, metabolic screening all that stuff yeah. we do at your home 24 hours later. It's just amazing. And I will say that the, the aftercare follow-up, even beyond the birth, has been incredible. I can't even count how many times Mary's come to our home oh to gosh. check up. It's just been, it's been so, it's, that's been one of the coolest things as well, is that the support didn't stop actually at the birth. But it's yeah, because it's such a vulnerable time still. Yeah. And like you're figuring mm -hmm. out so much, right? Trying to establish nursing and mm -hmm. you're tired, you're still bleeding. Yeah. You're, yeah. Your baby is doing silly things. Silly things. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, it's, yeah, I think that's been one of my favorite aspects of, and like, yeah, just the relationship continuing on and just that care, I think mm -hmm. has made all the difference. It has. Yeah. It has so, for us. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do without it. So like, it was really incredible. Like home birth. I can't imagine. Now I can't imagine not doing a home birth again. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're going to have more kids or not, but that is, it was amazing. It's our first choice. And so what would you say? And there's probably a lot of people right now that. I know home birth for some people it has a stigma. I mean, it's it's the minority of people that have home birth. For sure, right, oh, I would yeah. say. So, in the state of Alaska, statistically, we have the highest concentration of people with having home births okay. and out of hospital births. Um, but yeah, nation nationwide, it's less than two percent of babies wow. are born at home. Okay, and in Alaska, it's more like thirty to forty percent. Oh wow, that's <laughs> that's incredibly higher. Yeah, Man. we have the highest amount of. Community-based midwives and out-of-hospital birth centers and babies yeah. born at home. So I'm curious, and so this through this whole 
conversation, my hope is that someone really can learn. There's a lot of nuance, right, to what yeah. a homebirth is like. At least for our 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 they story all is look different. different right? Yeah, every story is different. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, we have friends who just gave birth in the UK, and like their whole midwife system's different. Yes, they have private midwives, or they have right. midwives that work within the NIH. In, in the NIH, yeah. and so mm-hmm. it, their experience was different than ours. Yeah. But like our home birth, I mean, this is we've just described what it looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, like from maybe from both of you, like. Um, like, what would you say, maybe Mary, what would you say to a young, a couple who's maybe they were planning to give birth in the hospital and now they're switching to, or they're considering switching to a, a birth center or uh, a home birth, or they're thinking about a home birth the next time around? Like, uh, what kind of, what would, what advice would you give them as they're making that, to thinking through making that potential decision for them and their yeah. family? I think if I were to consolidate everything into one or two sentences, I would say you can always start at home and go to the hospital if it's not right for you. But once you're in the hospital and in that mentality and the system of the hospital setting, um, you're kind of on that freight train and you can't really get off of it. Uh, Community-based midwife or uh, birth center practice, we are in the business of having good outcomes, moms and babies that are happy, like, we definitely don't want to keep you home if you're not meant to be home. Yeah. yeah. So it's our goal to give you the birth that you want and an empowered experience in a safe way, which is always, you know, hospitals always yeah. in the back of my mind, whether it's what the family wants or not. Sometimes we have to use it. And, and we had a conversation we about it. it. We were yep. very. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But in the hospital setting, some, it it's like a. A foreign country, you know, you, you, it's for them, they think it's, they're not very familiar with Homebrew. everything. Yeah. <laughs> so you do have to kind of open your idea, you open your mind to the possibilities and feel empowered because yeah. you're the one doing the work. Nobody's doing it for you. We have our tools and tricks to help you, yeah. but you have to physically do the work. Um, and, you know, if I'm, I'm always happy to consult with anybody. Most midwives are free consultations in whatever area of the globe you live in to see what it would look like in your area. It's different everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Cause like horrible. working with midwife was really different with Ruby and having a birth center birth mm-hmm. than this one even. Right. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. What would you say to, thank you, Mary. What would you say to a couple that's maybe considering yeah, I mean, I think what Mary said of, like, having a console, like, making sure, like, the fact that I paused when we knew, like, okay, mm-hmm. we're no longer going to be with this one provider and Mary's now, like, available for us. Like, I really wanted to make sure that, like, it was a good fit. And um, and so I think that is really important, regardless of where you give birth, is mm-hmm. that you feel like you're heard, yeah. you feel like you're seen, um, and someone that can also be honest with you as well. And so, cause birth, it can, it can play mind games. And like, there was so many times where Mary had to be just honest with me too, of like, mm-hmm. you've got this or, you know, just like get out of your head. And, yeah. and so just having that as a coach too, um, is really important. And so I think making sure you're comfortable with your provider. And then I think just because it's hard, doesn't mean it can't be empowering either Mm -hmm. because I think my, this birth was so hard and, um, and you were thrown a lot of changes. Yeah. 
Right? You had to really change in your mind what how it was going to go yeah. every step of the way. Every step of the you way. You were thrown roadblocks. Yeah. And then you had to, we had to navigate around the roadblock. Yeah. And you had to pull out all your tricks. All the tricks. All the tricks. And I also want to say it's never too late mm. until your baby's coming out of you. That's a good to point. To switch. If That's you are not happy, if it doesn't feel right, if your provider is saying things that you don't feel comfortable with, reach out and talk to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Where where could a where could someone go to to find um, maybe find the right midwife or out of hospital birth team that would be right for them? In the state of Alaska, there's um, Midwives Association of Alaska. There's a website of all the licensed midwives. There's, you could Google search. Yeah. yeah. You can reach out and ask any of the local midwives here. And usually when I talk to somebody, I, I usually will say, by the way, if you want to, you can talk to four or five other people and give them their name and their yeah. number. And like, I encourage people to find the right midwife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause for me as a midwife, I want my clients to be right for me totally and usually that means that they are comfortable and we're a good fit um it's not just you know gobbling up everybody yeah that comes to me so um frequently i'll have people reach out and have consultations with multiple people uh nationwide there's a registration uh like national registration called narm that you can look for mm-hmm. and search search different midwives in your area um yeah but that's great we'll put those in the show notes yeah we'll Uh have all those um and we've definitely shared different things resources throughout the the this conversation too we'll put in the show notes and so yeah i think being comfortable is so important and i think too making sure you and your partner are on the same page Mm -hmm. yes and so like like i said with ruby caleb was really hesitant to have a home birth especially because we lived so far from a hospital Mm -hmm. Um, and so we had a compromise there. We were on the same page. And then on this time, you know, we, we had to make sure we were on the same page. And I think that's really important because you need, you know, as the birthing person, you need all of the support you can get. And even though I joke, like we joke, Caleb wasn't like always present throughout the thing. I can't think of like a better partner, life partner that like he's been my rock through Mm -hmm. all of this and so supportive and so, and so encouraging. And so like, you're like, it's going to be okay. Or I have peace or, you know, and so just making sure him and I are on the same page. And you, and we both have to clearly express our needs for that to work too. Yes. So as a, as a mm-hmm. partner or a spouse, yeah. um, like learning how to really listen in here and give space mm-hmm. to support whatever's needed and then learn how to express your own needs. I feel is really important. And I, I'll say this too, cause it's reminded me of something. Don't be afraid to speak up as the dad, as mm-hmm. the spouse, because Sometimes we are all feeling the same thing and nobody's talking about it. And dad's the one to speak up about it. Recently, just a few weeks ago, I had a mom and she lives in Willow, which is about an hour away from me. So two hours away from you guys. So she's farther north. And um, her, this was her last baby. She wanted a home birth. And so, you know, we talked about it and I'm like, okay, you know. The, these are the these are the things that are on my mind. You're far away. You're far away from me. You're far away from the hospital. We could have a crazy blizzard yeah. in October. We never know. So 
we got that out yeah. and she still wanted to do the home birth and I'm like, okay, sounds good. And then at 37 weeks pregnant, um, she changed her mind and it wasn't necessarily because of anything that was going on with her. Her husband spoke up one night and said, you know, I just feel like maybe we should plan on the birth center, which is closer to it's in town. Yeah. And, um, so he said that to her. And she said, you know, I kind of feel the same way too, but I didn't want to say anything. And then they wow. told me about it. And I'm like, oh, well, whew. Yay. Great. <laughs> See you at the birth center. Yes. yes. So clearly communicating. Yeah. yeah. And don't, don't ever feel like your opinion or your feelings aren't valid. Because yeah. sometimes mom is just trying her best to keep her eye on the prize. Yes. And she might have those feelings, but she's not expressing them. Or feel silly for feeling them. Sure. And so, I mean, I definitely know this pregnancy, I, like, I don't remember communicating with our midwife, with Ruby, very often, like, throughout the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. But I texted you a lot, like, because I had a little bit more apprehension yeah. after our, you know, losing our baby in the second time. And, um, and so, it was just nice to... Nothing silly. Like, no, yeah. And just asking, and like, if you feel something's off or you have concerns, like, it's so okay to say mm -hmm. something and mm -hmm. just be like, this might not be anything or this might be something, but this is what I'm encountering or this is how I feel. And I mean, I had all the feels this mm -hmm. birth, right? I mean, you saw me laughing at points and mm -hmm. like dancing, and I think I was salsa dancing at one point. And then, you know, and then I'm screaming and, you mm -hmm. know, crying and, losing my you know confidence and everything so like it was a whole spectrum of things and so just being it's okay to share i guess is what i'm saying and yeah. like not to feel silly right um because mama intuition is so powerful mm -hmm. so is dad's yes trust as it as mary was saying but yeah trust it so it's beautiful it was really beautiful and like in the end it was really empowering and it is the hardest thing I have ever done now, I can say, <laughs> physically and just, like, emotionally. It, like, just took me to new places. And, yeah, I had to rise above the circumstances. And the so fear, And the, the fear. And, uh, but, man, having him here. Oh, my goodness. He's been asleep in my chest this whole time. It's probably the, it's probably the, that's, that snoring <laughs> sound in the back of the microphone. That, is, that is the baby. He's on my chest. Yep, sleeping away. So, it's amazing, Mary. We're just we're so honored and grateful. Oh my gosh! You know, we've not only we gained um, our beautiful son, we gained a close friend too, mm -hmm. and so it was really it was meant to be. I feel the same way. Yeah, really, really beautiful. Mm. Well, thank you. Yes, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Yes, the second you. time. Yes, I know. Yes, actually, your other episode is I'm keeping it just in our course so if you want Miss oh, Mary's yes. conversation you have to join our course yes. and we okay. even do a deeper dive nice. into all the things home birth and mm -hmm. midwifery which is really good so yep you'll want it there and I really do think that maybe when you're a little farther postpartum yeah you should explore your postpartum journey oh yeah that's been a whole nother story mm -hmm. <laughs> especially the first was it the first week yes oh, the first yes. 10 days were awful yeah, and just really challenging. And so... Not that anything physically was wrong with you. Or no, baby. or baby, but right. like circumstantially. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. a lot of doubt. Yes. A lot of doubt. You had, you had to yeah. address a lot of doubt. A lot yeah. of doubt. And so... So stay tuned for like 
part two of this, this conversation. Yeah, lessons for, yeah. from the fourth trimester. Mm, yes. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in with us. And I want to hear from you guys too. What are any other questions you have around home birth, birth in general? And um, if you have a share a story you want to share too, we want to hear from you. So we'll put our email in the show notes, right? Yeah. And so you can email us at hello at nourishedmotherhood.com. So thank you guys. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Hey guys. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us today. I had so much fun recording this conversation with Caleb and Mary, and I hope you really enjoyed hearing Ari's birth story. Our birth photographer, Sarah, beautifully captured her birth. If you want to get a better understanding of what a home birth looks like and see a slideshow of Ari's birth, you can find it in the show notes linked up in the description for this episode. This story is close to my heart, and I'll be honest, At first, I wasn't sure I wanted to share it with the world, but the more I thought about the beauty, the struggle, and how empowered I felt through it all, the more I knew I needed this to get out to the world. For those of you who don't know, I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner with a passion to help women get healthy and nourish their body and babies so they can grow a healthy family. If you want to get pregnant or have been trying for a while, I want you to know that there's things you can do before you get that positive pregnancy test that'll impact the health of your kids and even future grandkids. And that's why I created our Nourished to Flourish course. It's an online program that you can go through on your own time to learn how you can boost your fertility, nourish your body and baby, and be set up for a successful pregnancy and postpartum recovery. It's loaded with over 30 videos and lots of helpful guides designed to help you feel empowered, confident, and supported no matter what stage of motherhood you're at because none of us are meant to go it alone. Visit www.nourishedmotherhood.com forward slash nourished dash to dash flourish or check out the link in the show notes to learn more. All right, friends, thanks for joining us today and have an amazing day. I hope you love this episode of the Nourished Motherhood podcast. If you want to stay in touch and up to date with all the happenings over at the Nourished Motherhood Collective, make sure you're a part of our email community. Head on over to our website at nourishedmotherhood.com or click the link in our show notes to get on the list.